sure you want it there. Well, I'm just trying to. That'll work. That work. That'll be All good. Right. Cool. All right. Well, that wasn't good. <laughs> We're so close. We're so close. He's not breathing. <laughs> oh, God. <sighs> Gentlemen. All right. Now we just don't change anything for an hour. Now we just okay. don't change anything for an hour. So You're... help me God if anybody changes anything. If one, if one mic unplugs, if, like, if the lights shut off. There's I an mean, earthquake. Yeah. Because it's already gone. Hey! Bless you. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Keeping you on your goddamn toes. I'm sorry. It can't be that bad. Oh, 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 it can't be that bad. Um, we've been setting up for about two hours now. Yeah, it's been a minute. Um, After driving an hour and... Yeah, I'm having to switch hotel rooms and move all our shit. Oh, yeah. What, the, what was up with that? You said we had to switch. There was a problem. We had to switch hotel rooms. Yeah. Well, there was like a nail sticking out of the shower. Yeah, uh, man. That, like right in the center of the drain. So that was a big problem for me. Uh, and then, you know, two big grown men and a low flushing toilet didn't really work out for us. Apparently. Oh, so let's talk problem, about that. The, okay. The That's why we came a little bit later because... I was I was taking a shit and you know get that off my chest and I'm proud of it. You should get it off. Yeah, you should get that shit off your chest before I dry up any more vaginas. Let's talk about my shit. Yeah, since um, the Sahara, dude. I yeah. Um, it's the plumbing was horrible. And, yeah, it was. It's yeah. And okay. I will easily claim responsibility if I did clog that toilet, but that thing was not sucking up anything, and so that on top of I don't even want to get into it, man. We just had to switch hotel rooms. And it, Got it, it. it today's so been did, a pain. Did they have another? I would assume that the toilets from hotel rooms between hotel rooms are standardized. Was it like okay, we'll we'll get you to the good toilet suite? I, I don't <laughs> know. You know what? Here's my, the pool. When I, <laughs> when I was walking back up the stairs the to go flush. to the new room, my intention was to test the toilet. Yeah. Right. Just to make sure everything's working and check out the shower. But we didn't. We just moved all of our stuff You've in been there and then left once, immediately. Man. Yeah. yeah. yeah Fool me once, you know. Literally, it was the hotel room next door. So we just had to pick up our stuff. Hey, we've done that. What? Remember when we lived next door? Oh, yeah. 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 What do you mean? Oh, you guys. Here, okay, let's start off this episode the right way. Uh, okay. Uh, baddies, welcome, welcome, welcome. That's our listener base. Welcome to another episode of ICBTB's oh, Highly Irrelevant. Um, we are not in the Bay Area. We are not in the studio. We are not in the room that you usually see us if you're watching this on YouTube. We are all the way in Los Angeles we packed our shit up and we wanted to go visit some dear and dear friends that we haven't seen in a long time you literally I just, I just met them today you yeah. just met these guys Hello. so Hi, Alex. we did. have on the podcast today <laughs> Travis Reeves Butterfield and David Mixmerheisen wow two people with names that have so many fucking syllables yeah it's a yeah, lot yeah. yeah it's a lot um i just want to preface with the listeners out there that i know you guys through improv mm -hmm. um you guys were on Dragon Viper Cobra David, you weren't on Dragon Viper Cobra at the same time as me. Not the same time as you. I'll take your word for that. Yeah, I think the last time I physically saw you, okay, was 2013. Wow. Okay. I think so. I okay. think you guys were still doing shows at Under the Sun. Yeah. Well, that makes yeah. sense. Oh no, no, no. We talked about this. We did. We okay. did. Um, we all caught up at uh, Boba Shop in the Bay Area, Milk Tea Lab, and we were just playing games there. Oh yeah. Remember the time we played the? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember that. It was Facebook a good time. reminds me of that. All the time.
Gaios. Yeah. That was uh, it's next to Gaios. Why was that the only memory that Facebook shoves in our face? It just is convinced that's the peak for me so far. Really? Which I mean, it was good. I had a great time. There's something kind of galling about a social media site telling you like what an important memory is, but yeah. also as galling is not really having a strong counter argument. Damn. So how long have you guys lived in LA now? Five years. Fuck. Sorry, I had to say it. It's okay. I moved down Labor Day 2017. Oh, you remember the exact day? Yeah, it was like... Well, it was a holiday, yeah. Well, because I decided to move down on that Monday just due to my schedule and forgot what it means when you have a three-day weekend and you tried, like, every... It took me nine hours to get here uh-huh. from the Bay Area. Really? Yeah, because there were so many people it's driving. Traffic. Everyone's coming Labor home. Day. Yeah. And then as soon as I got here, it was fucking... Not literally this place, but there had it was wildfire season and the sky was black. And I, nice. I had all my shit in my Toyota Rav Four, and I roll up to the house next door, and David and Chad are there because David moved down a few days before I did. And the sky is black, the air is acrid, and I'm like, "What did I just do? What did I?" Because it looked like it was a bad omen. Yeah, I, yeah. Welcome home. An ominous setting to for like a big chapter in your life, right? Absolutely. In the three times it's happened since then, it's we've learned not to panic. It's just (laughs) yeah. The sky was like uh, like pearl those last series of fires, and it was like red and SF, right? Uh Yeah, we had we had a red red some red sky. That was dude. It was weird. Weird man. It looked like it was going to be the end of the world, and this was like before COVID, man. So many different. uh, I don't know. Life is weird. Yeah, and. I want to ask you guys. I want to. I do want to do uh, a deep dive of like your guys' improv history because like that is something that connects us all. Because okay. I don't really know. <laughs> I don't know you guys that much as much as we know each other, right? Yeah. Like David, you are one of the most mysterious men that I've Ooh. ever met. That's a, that's about as enthusiastic as I've ever seen you. He's got an Android phone. <laughs> do you? Fucking up every group chat. And yeah, he doesn't man. check his Facebook. That's fine. Yeah, no, no, I don't need The Android phone, though, I will I will. And he question. doesn't have a Twitter. That's okay, too. All right, well, then, never mind. This game's <laughs> over. <laughs> no, describe yourself to us. And like the listeners, man, because I really don't know you. Uh, yeah, man. Um, I do. I did improv in the Bay. It was a good time. I've been nice. doing improv since I was a little kid. And uh, then I was like, hey, there's this like improv school. Actually, I didn't say this. Travis said this to me. He's like, hey, you know, there's this improv school in Los Angeles called Upright Citizens Brigade. Uh-huh. And uh, we should move to Los Angeles and we should go take classes there and i took one class there and then uh like a couple years later they were out of business and they're just gone <laughs> well you've taken just one class during the time span that you lived here yeah i only took one i took like the introduction to improv uh course and you're just like i'm over it and you didn't want to do it anymore no i was just working a lot uh, really you got problematic really busy. yeah i got promoted at my work so i went from working part-time to full-time and uh-huh. it was the biggest mistake i've ever made in my life of course just so much what lack of time to do anything else uh yeah you know it's uh stressful that's why i retired early i took part in the great resignation at the uh like 11th hour of covid uh-huh just like everybody else did so now i'm 
riding the great resignation wave. It's a pretty cool time. See, see that's go. what I was wondering because I was texting Travis prior to like coming up here and I was asking what your guys' schedules were. He says, I'm off at three every weekday and that makes sense for like a normal human and he just says, <laughs> and David's retired. And I was like, that's a funny joke. Maybe I'm just reading this wrong because, you know, sarcasm. Yeah. And then I asked him again a few days later. I was just like, so answer. like, what's the schedule? Nothing. David's retired. And I was like, Are, is he really retired? And you said, that's what David tells me. And now I'm finally getting the truth. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I said, well, are you, retired. You've been getting the truth the whole time. <laughs> actually. Yeah, yeah. Nice. But also, I'm a gullible motherfucker. And uh, so, I mean, especially through text where there's no uh, physical cues that I could really study to see if someone's lying to me. Yeah. Um, that was That made it difficult. Yeah. I mean, um, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. <laughs> As much as I know, tra Travis and I, we get along very well. We, we compliment do. each other. You literally hugged me when I came to your front doorstep, and yep. you said it was like hugging two huge it's rocks. Just, just, uh, just several rocks. The rock face. <laughs> a, ba a big a bag big of rocks. Bag of, but like a range, you know? You rocked his world. Yeah. <laughs> Organized in such a way that I am what I am now. Yeah. Uh, and big, vice versa. Big bag of rocks. You've always been like a, a rocky kind of guy. Oh, thank you very much. We're so sweet, but like you and I, David and I, we have a chemistry. Bitter enemies. There's, we have like, I don't know. This is like, it's like a weird tension that I kind of like. Okay. <laughs> That's let's, not not let's sexual. Roll, let's roll with that. Okay, yeah. I'm liking what I'm hearing. See right here. I don't know. Like when I when I say usually when I say words to a person, they mm. receive it, mm. and like it, it looks like it's like when I'm talking to Travis right now, he's sure. smiling. It's, this is a pleasant interaction. Okay, I face you. All right, you're 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 fondling your 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 facial hair. I am. Yeah, and like <laughs> eye contact doesn't stay for more than a millisecond. No, Whoa, no, 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 no. And like it's. I also don't have my contact lenses in that. Oh, so we're just blurry to you. Yeah, that's that's another thing that's going on. I should have maybe mentioned that. I don't know. I haven't worn what them today. What happened to your contact lenses? I had a headache. Oh, that's yeah. where you didn't sleep. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I had to take a nap today. Sorry. No, it's, it's okay. That's a busy, you had a busy day though. We don't want to. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Busy, busy is not the word that I would use. <laughs> we walked in. You're on the couch. You say, "I haven't seen you in nine years." You say, "What's up, man? We're doing this." <laughs> You're so unenthused. Yeah, less enthused by the podcast, more enthused by the reality show that uh, you were uh, watching on the couch. Yeah, man. I mean, uh, I don't know. It's just like. Um, <laughs> What was what did you start again today? What's that show? So right now we were watching uh, 90 Day Fiance. Okay, of course. First of all. Okay. It's a great show. Uh, Good choice. Watching the tell-all. And then they mentioned, there's a really expert plug, they plugged this new Discovery Channel show. And if you don't have Discovery Plus, you should get it. Mm, uh, for this reason. Uh, for this plug, reason. Yeah. They have uh, this one called Married by Mom and Dad. <laughs> That's what it said. Yeah, Married by Mom and Dad. When and I walked in, you paused. And you could see the title. And what I saw immediately was, I married my mom and dad. Right. That's what I thought it was, too. <laughs> so, what were, so what were your thoughts initially? Like, what kind of show is this? I, I figured it would deliver on the premise, not going to lie. <laughs> Very new. It's a that yeah. new concept, we, yeah. Throughout, throughout the pandemic here, we have seen some truly heinous shit on the television. Oh, yeah. TLC, Discovery Channel, nice. uh, just the news. It's just... Darman. Darman. A lot uh, of Darman. What is Darman? Darman? Oh, fuck. Darman's a motivational video series where they do little sketches. Mm, is it supposed to be... It, Sounds funny. funny? Yeah. It's not funny. Oh. I mean, so it's not supposed to be funny, but, but it's it is. so after... It's like, it's our modern 
equivalent of an after school special. So it's oh. corny. Okay. And if you're into watching the corny stuff, then it scratches that itch pretty bad. But the videos without fail do absolutely massive numbers. Oh yeah. That's God, insane. Really? Like in the first day, we're talking like a couple million views. Easy. What? Easy. Yeah. A couple what? million in the first day. They're huge. They're and gigantic. so pe- and people just watch this. Do they make fun of it more so than actually no. getting Listen, motivated? You read the comments to these videos and people are 100% earnest yeah. what? talking about like, if only everybody paid attention to this kind of lesson, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it's like yeah, lessons like, don't be racist. Don't lie about <laughs> needing to get out of your test. I mean, don't lie about being sick to get out of your test. Don't be nice to uh, your parents. Be nice to poor people. Yeah. Like, or don't assume somebody's poor just because they look like they're poor, because you never know. And there's you'll live <laughs> to regret it. Yeah, dude, Darman. There's a guy. It's Dar. Darman is a guy. He's a ganjapreneur, and he's a failed. Wait, right. Wait a second. Are these the ones where it's like? Um, Alex knows. They like act it out, right? And it's yeah. like like the lady will come in and uh, there's like a guy cleaning an elevator or something like that, and she's like really mean to him. Yep, that sounds then, quintessential. And then like bad wigs comes oh, back yeah. around at the end and they're like oh, that guy who's cleaning is your uncle or but something like thing. that. Exactly. Alex, is it 100 percent closed caption with no options yes, around yeah, the closed yeah. caption? Yeah, that's. Darn. Oh, I totally know this. Holy shit! Yeah. You said there's no options so, to turn off closed. No, caption. it's just fact. Built-in closed caption. <laughs> that guy prior to making motivational videos for YouTube, Oakland's uh, most wanted man, defrauded the city of Oakland to the tune of like twenty four thousand dollars in a failed this man's uh, my hero oh yeah dar man dar man terrifying but terrifying, powerful man. so Ooh, yeah that's my hero now i have a new hero i'm this sounds like you guys just made this man no, up no, right no, alex, no, alex I, is here alex knows what I we're talking merch. about uh-huh there's dar man merch we've got dar man merch we got shirts we haven't all we you guys are real fans we haven't ever that. all worn the same shirts of the same that was time. a real dark time it'd yeah. be really cute if you guys <laughs> it did was learn. a dar time <laughs> uh, now i see why you hang out with these guys yeah, yeah i mean i like i don't really hang out with these guys <laughs> it's, been seen like, them in nine years. it's been nine years yeah. yeah it's been five we just established that ish i will so, say well, since i've seen this individual yeah, 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 oh sure. that's what it's been yeah because of the milk boba yeah right before that's right I will How say it was really interesting when we first got here. Yes. Christian didn't want to knock on the door because he doesn't like knocking on doors. Okay. And I was like, well, we'll just go. We'll just knock on the door. And I, so I knocked on the door. And David, you answered the door and looked at me like you would a stranger knocking on your door and not Especially with it. my contact lenses. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I think I was like, oh, I'm here with Christian. Also, when you opened the door, I wasn't standing next to Alex. No, he was, was kind of like off oh, to you the just side. Left him. I was, yeah. I was behind he was Alex. running back to the car because he doesn't like knocking on doors well, that you know, much. I'm just prepared just in case it's not the right house. However, oh. 99% sure it was your house because of the Guitar Hero uh, guitar on the limb of a tree. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Is that usually like a... It scares away pests. <laughs> just like, oh, God. Like, there's party animals in here. Yeah, no. It's, yeah. it's, just, it's like a scarecrow. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It, it attracted me. I'm, guitar Hero is by far one of the reasons... No, I'm not going to say that I, <laughs> that I was a musician, but... Uh, you were gonna say by far one of the reasons why I'm a musician. <laughs> no, that's hey, that launched a thousand players. That game yes. did a lot. Uh, we were blasting Freebird on the way in, and I can't hear that song and not still do the Guitar Hero. See buttons. the yeah. word the running yeah. track. Classic. I would is, play that on Expert. I mean, like that took up a huge portion of right. my freshman year, and I thought it was like an attractive trait. I remember there was a an, an, a a very attractive woman that came to a 
a birthday party and all five of us gathered around <laughs> in okay, front of the we're gonna impress TV. this chick <laughs> yeah man oh i thought i was gonna i was like hey want us to me pretend to play the guitar <laughs> do the fire hey flames. do you like the sound of clicking <laughs> yeah <laughs> And I didn't even do it right. I never did the up strum. I just used my, my thumb as fast as I could wow. down. Damn. 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 Well, did you, so you, but like, yeah, that, that that's that's pretty fast. Difficult. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like, but it's still not uh, efficient. At our high school, we had two friends that could only do that with two people. They did through the fire and flames an expert. What do you mean with two people and one guitar? One person would hold down green. Whoa, yeah. that's innovative. Yeah. But if I saw that at a live show. I would be like, get your hand off of that guy's friend. Wait, if you saw somebody playing Guitar Hero <laughs> on a live show that was the thing. or they somebody had was... They used to have co competitions. Oh, interesting. Yeah. That's something I would do. I yeah. remember when the Guitar Hero showed up like in arcades and stuff, and you're like, oh, this isn't just for at home now. Yeah. It's also for... I can now pay money well, to it play started in, yeah. uh, it started in Japanese arcades, kind of like DDR. That sounds oh. like it. Those, like, I was telling Christian, the Japanese are millions of years ahead of us, and somehow like still 20 years behind us. Um, you guys are talking about shows you guys are really into. I yeah, was telling yeah. Christian, I've gone into a really deep hole of like 90s Japanese shows. It is tell so me, specific. Tell me more. <laughs> well, there's one show that I discovered called Sweets or Not Sweets. Okay. okay. Um, and they make things look normal, doorknobs, coffee tables, shoes, piggy banks. Oh, so you're watching live action shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. cool, cool, cool. Um, I'm into this. And they have to take like big bites of these things to see if they're real, real or not. not yeah. And uh, that's a great show. So there's two dudes like on in the middle of them is an assembly belt. Yeah, yeah it's a, a conveyor belt. A conveyor belt. <laughs> and and ob different ob four objects go by. Three yeah. of them are real. One of them's made out of candy. And there'll be categories like things you find in a bedroom or um, shoes, types of shoes. And so they have the shoes go down the conveyor belt and you have to hit this button if you think it's sweets or not. And then they put it aside. And at the end of all the things going by, you have to take a big bite out of it. And Some you would be surprised. The first thing I saw was a pair of flip flops that looked like an uh, actual pair of flip flops, but yeah. they looked like cake at the same time. I don't know. They all, they all, even the real things look vaguely fake. Yeah. So it's tough to, tough to tell. Uh, and then after that show, I discovered um, a show that they call Celebrity Fit Through the Gap. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which, uh, Are you familiar with this? This is the gaps, all different kind of shapes and shit. Uh, no, that's what I thought it was going to be. Yeah. They just like walk around downtown and like find gaps in buildings. Uh, nice. And then they have these like four fucking five people do it. And they're like, one dude is like a 60 year old yoga master. One is just like a normal girl with really big fake tits. And one's uh, uh, the flat chested uh, pole dancer. And then the other one's just like a normal dude. And they just try to like, fit through these gaps get through this gap there's yeah. three levels and it gets very intense they all look very malnourished and as like as stupid of a show as this sounds the stakes are high because their head is getting stuck in between buildings and oh, they're getting their shoulders scared. they're yeah. screaming they're like my shoulder hurts and you win nothing at the end of <laughs> no this. that was the thing christian's watching it and he's like well what do they win after this i was like i don't actually i don't think they win anything and i've never seen christian so upset in so my <laughs> life he was physically ill from hearing <laughs> yeah. that news i highly recommend this show though. but yeah celebrity right. fit through a gap i can show you guys a little bit yeah, later it's sounds, a fun one we're yeah, 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 Japan yeah. is just like ad I would say it's advanced and like I said a million years ahead of us in entertainment but then also 20 years behind us because when that girl with the big fake tits came on the camera was just on her tits oh. and everybody was talking about her tits and like her nipples rubbing against the walls and stuff like that and it's like oh it's so weird that they're so forward yet also still somehow a little bit behind us it's yeah little, yeah, it's yeah. perverse I mean yeah. you have some first hand experience with their culture in that regard i'm not sure if you have any like oh I know, yeah i know at least in anime the big thing is fan service is just a thing 
Well, it's time. different in different animes. Some animes aren't really into fan service like that. Not everyone is. You're a big anime guy? Um, I would say compared to other like big anime people, I'd be like mid range. Ah, okay, yeah. okay, intermediate. Intermediate would be probably where I would put myself. He's certainly been the um whatever the dude's name was that helps people cross the river Styx. He's that in our house oh. for people in anime. Oh, um, really? I think yeah. it's Chiron or something. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> where yeah, you have yeah, to pay yeah. the coin. Yeah, and then he takes the, you to the coin is just pride. <laughs> <laughs> but do you, did he get you? On did he get you to the dark side of anime? Uh, I mean the, the dark side. I don't know if I call it that. that I got a sn- <laughs> That's like the <laughs> that's the very end of the spectrum. Of yeah, <laughs> I, I I haven't had the balls to sit him down and, and force feed him hentai. <laughs> <laughs> like we're we're good friends, but uh, not that good. I feel Christian twenty years. <laughs> we're close. Once we hit twenty years, that's that's the twenty year. That'll be the hentai day. No. Not gonna lie, I probably still won't do it. That's the twenty fair. year anniversary is the hentai anniversary. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I'll keep that in mind. Christian, got, remember okay. that for later. Right. I think the I think the secret to a long friendship is you kind of rule out the stuff that neither of you will enjoy, <laughs> which is you, which you might which might seem obvious, but I feel like there's lots of friends out there who do shit that neither of them enjoy. Yeah, and mm-hmm. then like wonder about why it wasn't a pleasant experience. <laughs> it's like our podcast, we tried to bond through it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Christ, man. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's overrated. Rather just do other things separately. Uh, the I think the. Uh, uh, Last anime we watched together, I actually don't know what it was. That's a great question. Was um, it like a mainstream anime or something like? Because there are so many out there. So the most mainstream one, like we were trying to watch Brotherhood, but like there's Still this off the wagon. very Full Metal Alchemist. Yeah, we were trying to like this very like specific group, like three guys together mm-hmm. to watch it, and it's like very hard to corral the correct loadout to watch the show same thing with lane we were gonna watch lane and like it's like artsy so we try to get esther involved Mm -hmm. but then like there's just no energy behind watching the show like in order to kill a two-season show in order to kill brotherhood in particular which is like more you have to have like a lot of energy to just kind of bold through it i feel like the last one we watched together might have been goblin slayer but I don't maybe know there was this accurate. run we had a real good run yeah. um i think this was when i was retired for that little bit we <laughs> man you guys did um two 30 year olds retired <laughs> yeah okay well let's be let's be honest like if you if you live in a computer simulation which i think we can all kind of take <laughs> yeah that's what's going on <laughs> yeah uh you can program reality okay like okay. that's just a fact and the way you do that is with bits just yeah. like with a computer and if you just have a bit and you don't drop it you know, it ain't a popularity contest winner, but I mean, that's, that's how you're going to make it. So, you know, I would venture to say a bit got one man all the way into the White House for a good hey, four hey, years. Yeah, yeah, I mean, there you go. The bits yeah. can take you anywhere. Yeah, yeah bits can take you anywhere. It's Joe Biden. Yeah, <laughs> oh. I was thinking John F. Kennedy, but okay. Uh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't make it the full four years, though. No, should have had a roof on that car. Uh, um, uh, you know, speaking I, of bits, when we moved here, the first year we were here, we saw oh, yeah. a lot of live comedy, like a lot of sketch shows, variety shows, and all of it's just mind blowingly. Uh, fresh and good and fun but there was a recurring bit where almost every show are you okay i uh, react bigger because okay. it scares me i'm a very jumpy person <laughs> oh, I know the, it's all the lexapro i sneezed that they were gonna piss yourself <laughs> makes um, sense makes sense it's yeah, cool yeah, yeah. like every show had a point where there would just be the jfk assassination bit oh yeah wow it was wow. brought it was brought up often like a lot i speculate that it's because comedically a lot of the people we went and saw had all kind of subconsciously agreed that the embargo on making fun of the kennedy assassination had expired that yeah. particular year Hell yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Um, there was also an off the air uh, when that was like produced that year. I think there were at least two Kennedy assassination illusions. That's, right. uh, that's a that's a favorite of this house too. The yeah, that's program program the bit air. just always comes back. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't go a day without thinking about John F. Kennedy. Honestly, it's like, <laughs> oh okay, yeah. I believe that. Interesting, yeah. interesting. Yeah. That man's poor back. His back was horrible, bro. He had a really bad back. He uh-huh. had like rods in there and shit. It's something that pops up all the time. Bits in like speaking in comedy. But <laughs> you're still talking about Kennedy. No, that does come up. <laughs> but like being an individual, like trying to navigate this world of like, okay, comedy's like timing and it's uh, time and place to perform a bit or to have a bit. But if you're meeting someone for the first time and they're not like a comedic person or they're just extremely literal. It's the best time to do bits. Then don't you, you can't even continue it. You're just, I mean, you're on your own, but it's it's fun. I yeah, can tell you. Yeah, it's a test of your. It's a test of your like. I would say not dedication, but like your inner fulfillment at the prospect. Yeah, I feel like um, I like that. I, I like. He's kind of polarizing, but I really like Norm Macdonald kind of for that reason. Yeah, it's so like if Norm Macdonald ran into somebody who was just like one of the thirty percent of the population that has no sense of humor, it wouldn't stop him. You know, no, oh, he just no, keep going. I, oh, yeah. I think that's what he wants. He yeah, would capitalize exactly. on that person. Gold. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's not. Yeah. It's more fun than a crowd of people laughing at you. It's. Uh, I guess so. Yeah. It becomes dangerous when like, let's say three of us in this room, if we were just like in on a bit and the other person's just a very literal person, it is so isolating for that individual. And they just think the that's other people sad. Are crazy. It's like a designated driver. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's yeah. Like fun. Ugh. Yeah. I don't know. That's interesting. Be it now that we're you know back in the world a little bit throughout the uh, throughout the real lockdown period of COVID, I feel like all of us, especially people that were like comedy adjacent people, developed these really really deep, detailed, rooted bits. Yeah. But then when we were released into the wild again, we would just say shit and nobody would know what the fuck we were talking about. No one knows, dude. I call those level six or seven bits. I always talk about all the time. Or like, it's nice. a level six or seven joke. So you have like, a quantification I like like, system in place? Yeah, yeah, like it takes, like if you want, you'll laugh if you like have read this book and mm-hmm. understand this movie, and mm-hmm. then you'll understand why I'm making fun of Joe And then Pesci. if you sit down and think about it a little bit longer, and then you'll laugh. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes... Um, sometimes uh, you don't laugh, and you know what? That's life. Can I ask you like what the maximum level is? Is it ten or is it like a hierarchy where it Have gets not found it yet? ten times more difficult to? You know what? I think it think it depends. Yeah, I haven't gotten there. The furthest I've gotten to is maybe like a seven or eight joke. Yeah. Um, because I'm like I'm like into Do you have it on speed like dial? That. I would love to hear it and not understand it. Oh, like a it'll come up example? honestly. It'll come up as we just talk. I'll say something and it won't make any sense to anybody. But for me, that's like the fifth fifth part of that joke in my head, and it's okay. just like yeah, if green like, aliens, right? And people yeah. are like, oh. I think it's um doing improv when we were doing improv together mm-hmm. that puts you in this fucking realm of possibilities of like comedy and communication that doesn't exist out of that space and something like as wacky as being an improviser with other people like all you talk about is bits is like and then yeah. until after an improv practice and you guys have like dinner afterwards that's like when we could be a little more grounded but the bits still happen they still they still happen yeah I don't know. I mean, like, you guys been doing improv since you guys were kids? Yes, for him. I actually, he was a reason I got into improv in the first place, because he was on the team at our high school. Los Lomas. Los Lomas. Los Lomas High, yeah. Uh, Mr. Pootie and the Bad Man Majamas. (laughs) Nice. I maintain that that was the name of that improv team, even though we weren't allowed to have that name. (laughs) Because you guys were just, what, like, uh, 
the was there just one team because like at our high school they <laughs> made it like a sports team where there was a varsity and jv no 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 the the improv team was really a labor of love by a bunch of drama kids mm-hmm. that i uh in, that i invited myself into <laughs> yeah, like, well, showed up one day. he must be yeah well you guys didn't have to audition for the improv team you guys just kind of like made it and uh, ran with it? it yeah and in my high school one guy michael sorella uh, if he's listening i don't know <laughs> but <laughs> directly to him. he is hey michael sorella it's david remember me so anyway so uh, wearing those rugby shirts yeah so <laughs> he just woke up from a coma he's folks in our high school labor of love put together an improv team and did shows las lomas has this like ridiculously over-the-top theater uh-huh. for a high school um and so and like our theater teachers were never really that um hard-nosed about like letting us do stuff there after hours as long as there was like a teacher or a faculty advisor present mm-hmm. so they would arrange these big ornate improv shows and we also would have our friends, because we're all friends, you know, with people yeah. in like the jazz band and the jazz band got to come out and play like funk music that they wouldn't have otherwise, I guess, been able to allowed to play in a concert. Mm-hmm. And so they would play our improv shows sometimes. What? But, yeah. That is incredible. Yeah. It's tight. Uh, Here's an improv show. Here's a high school improv show. And opening for us is the is your guys' jazz band? Yeah, yeah. it was a completely grassroots effort. Well, I mean, you know that, and also, well, it was actually, I guess there was some incentive because people who were in the theater tech department would get uh, academic units for teching our shows. So they're fully really? tech shows. I yeah. didn't know that. So, so, wow. so there's benefit from that uh, other than just actually playing it. I think the people yeah. who ran the tech for our shows, too, also got credit for stuff Yeah, like they, that. hey, they, that's cool. Because yeah. they have to log hours. So, yeah. um... Yeah, that was a good, uh, that was a really good team, but we were not allowed to be called Mr. Pootie and the Bad Mama Jammas. Why? Be- That's such weird, like you guys ha- can have a jazz band, but you guys can't name your own team. No, the name Mr. Pootie, according to some people in the faculty, meant vagina. Oh, Pootie. And Pootie. This, Isn't that yeah, Pootie? Yeah, I guess Poochie, so. And of course, nobody's allowed to speak about vaginas, and we're definitely not allowed <laughs> not to acknowledge the their existence. And this is 2009. Oh, they hadn't even discovered the clitoris in 2009, right? No. (laughs) Me and my team were still hard at work trying to track that one down. (laughs) Have you found uh, it yet? Because I can't. How do they keep it in their purse? And so, yeah. And and then it just seemed like pretty logical to keep doing it in college. Well, that was... When I went to college, like the next year. I forgot who found the flyer, but outside of the DVC, Diablo Valley College uh, theater space, there was a... On lined like notebook paper, a sharpie drawn poster that said "improv club meeting" like next week. Uh-huh. And at this point, I you know because I left school after my sophomore year, so I missed out on a lot of like that fun stuff. Like I would go see the improv shows when I was a sophomore, and I was like, "This is gonna be so cool." And I was like, "Never mind, I'm done." Uh-huh. And I just wanted to do it, you know, because yeah. I'd never done. I'd done music and I was always into comedy and stuff, hanging out with like all these guys. But I was like, just that thing. You're like, I want to do that. It looks fun. So I forgot, I forget who was the impetus for it, but I ended up with a carload of us from Los Lomas huh. went to this very first inaugural meeting of what would eventually become Dragon Viper Cobra. Oh, that shit. was uh, Matt Vananzi. Vananzi and because Kyle Matt Reed. Vanan- yeah, well, Matt Vananzi took up from Michael Sorella after Sorella went to college. And then uh, Vananzi had always been like central to the team. And we actually did a Los Lomas, I think, versus Dragon Viper Cobra type of anthology show. At one that's point. right. I w- that was the I did that. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's basically <laughs> how the stage got set, and then you just like never stop. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Just that was, never stop. I also met David McEwen that day. Oh yeah. Dude. Good man. times. 
I met so many people through improv that I'm still friends with today. And like the fact that you guys were there, like uh, around the time that of the birth of Dragon Viper Cobra, I remember like improvising with you and improvising with all these people in college now. Because prior to that, my experience was high school mm -hmm. improv. And you guys know how high school improv can be. It's just loud, explosive. Everyone just does fake falls for the laugh and all of that. Yeah, it was I hear though at your guys' school, you got Greg Reasoner would talk about how you guys were infamous for just having standing improv, conversational improv scenes. Hundred percent. Right, that's all it was. There's a bunch of, there's a bunch of. I mean, I'm sure this wasn't unique amongst our generation, but there was something coming out of the theater department. I think that was that felt so very uh, big and dumb on like a Monty Python level for it. So any movement there was was usually something that looked like slaps, at least from my perspective in the audience, uh -huh. and just that would just become these ideas that would just get out of control. Crazy, you know, just spoken. And what was really wild to me was learning after the fact about how this little walled garden we have of like this fostering arts community thing. And meanwhile, in the rest of the Bay area, even just in college park, not but a few miles away from our school, there was like this blood, like this like cutthroat bloodthirsty improv league of schools yeah. mm -hmm. that was like vying for a belt or some shit. And we were, yeah. we had no idea. It was a trophy, a trophy that, Oh, we that had the big yeah yeah that's that right. We were in, a trophy. There's a legit trophy with engraved names on it and everything. And, uh, we had somehow come into ownership. We of ran it. into Austin Scott, who was our uh, who no, was the no, captain of our. We got it from team. Greg. Greg gave it to us wow. so wow. that we could give it to. Austin and we Scott. had it for a long time, and then we gave it to Austin Scott, who yeah. was on the improv team, and now he's in on Broadway and stuff like that. Wow. Um, so we had given it to him because you know he was on one of the teams that had won that trophy and stuff like that. And by the time we had gotten there, the league had pretty much dissipated and fizzled out. Mm. Um, but yeah, there was an actual trophy and like a thing and uh, rules and. Oh uh, yeah, it was a really it was really intense. I just think it's so wild for something like when you think about comedy improv and everything's on the spot. Like I started I got I love improv because it's something that you don't really have to prepare for because I'm probably the most unprepared individual that I know. I never did homework, not yeah, once. No homework, maybe just like, you know, practicing characters on in, on your own time. No, I mean just... like in school, that's why I left with my sophomore year. I was going to not graduate. Uh -huh. They were like, you don't show up and you don't do homework. And I was like, yeah. And I've just carried that work ethic throughout my life. And that's uh -huh. why I love improv so much. Just like, you, oh, and look at you now. All I got to do is show up <laughs> and have garage. fun. That's it. And literally. You just yeah. got to be funny. Mm -hmm. I can do that. Mm -hmm. That's it. That's it. The, and like the, how silly. That's like one end of the spectrum like that. It could be so silly and fun. Mm -hmm. But also people get really serious about it. And then like people, depending on like the type of team that you're on, it could get political because there's hierarchies now. Oh, and there's dynamics. Yeah, that, yeah. And there's one. There's a lot of different things tied into this, this thing where we're just making imaginary worlds. Right? Yeah. Imaginary worlds that go away and will potentially never, ever come back. Right? There's something it's special about so, that. So, you know, in the second, in the moment, right? It's like, yeah, sandcastles. Yeah. It, wow. And then, wow. right? Was that, that was good. You guys still do some sort of improv nowadays? You're looking at it. Oh. <laughs> You're looking at it. This is what it is. Just uh, 20 sided stories is the only real outlet I've had lately. It's yeah, been like yeah. two years of like being locked indoors. And then there's also this kind of like voluntary remaining locked indoors that I'm doing at the moment. Yeah. So, yeah. It's yeah. also important, I think, to get across how far we live from anything improv. Yeah. Like, yeah. In the context of Los Angeles, you know, from the Bay Area, there's this idea that time and space make a bit of sense. Like you can go somewhere 11 miles away and it'll mm -hmm. take maybe 20 minutes oh at yeah most. 680 yeah. 20 minutes i know exactly where i'll be yeah i can get to work from you know uh concord to lafayette 
in no time. It's oh, yeah. fine. Yeah. But here. Nope. Tr- yeah, you found out today. I found out today. You I was just like, today. hey, we're going to be later than we already were going to And I'm like, be. that's why I wasn't going to drive to Studio City. I didn't want to do that. Dude, I did and not it's just do that a 10-minute drive. No. Or like <laughs> 10, 10 miles away. <laughs> there and is then, no 10-minute drive. Yeah, you could watch an entire movie for the amount of time that it took for us yeah. to get from our hotel to this house. I mean, you're down here a lot. You know. I do know, yeah. I, so I feel bad. I've lived I, down here. I've, I'm, I'm very seasoned to L.A. traffic, yeah. Where'd you live? I lived in Orange County for a little while, lived Dope. in Irvine and shit like Dope. that. And then uh, I was telling Travis here that I was born, actually, and lived in Pico Rivera for a c- couple of years and mm-hmm. still have family down here and stuff I like know. that. Most of whom will be very mad when they found out I was down here and didn't call <laughs> any of them. Oh, nice. But you know what? They don't call me when they're up in the Bay, which is almost never. So hey, exactly. There you go, yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I live, uh, Not it's not important which, but we live next to a fast food restaurant. And uh, if I was to have to use the drive through window... I would schedule more than ten minutes to go get through the drive-through. That's come hilarious. Back home. Yeah. You would do that. I was like, like I'll have this burger. You know, it's too late to go into the restaurant. We got to use the drive-through. I'll I'll be back in like 15, 20 minutes. Just yeah, and I mean next out. door, next door Lit- restaurant <laughs> to the degree where from our kitchen you can look inside the excuse me dining room of this place. Really? Yeah, yeah. And it's it, that close. Yeah. yeah, you can see it from their front window. Yeah, they're a neighbor. What an interesting. I just, used to be his office. Used to be my office. <laughs> then freaking COVID, man. Fuck, dude. Broke it down. They still haven't opened the dining pl- uh, area back up yet. I, I, I think they're probably just not gonna. That's so. What are you even gonna do with the space then? The lay of the place. land that I've seen here so far is just too many streetlights. Let's talk about that real quick. That's yeah, I mean, Christian, how would you fix Los Angeles? Tell us. <laughs> Your city planner. Day yeah. one. Get what rid happens? of half of the people. Oh, Whoa. Okay. Like Thanos Ow. style. Thanos <laughs> style. Just like let's get let's think about who the shittiest people in Los Angeles are, and just make them go away. Less people. It's overpopulated here. Would Too that, many cars. Would that be the first solution or the final solution? Probably the final solution. Right. It hundred percent is. Yeah. Yeah. It okay. seems like cool. I think cool. this conversation cool. is is making me work backwards. Okay. No. 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 Cool. No. No. I just want to hear about it. Yeah. <laughs> what? I'm genuinely curious where it is in his solution. Whatever. whatever. <laughs> or more people should walk. Is there there? That's a another solution. There's just you too many cars, man. You can't walk. It's things are too far away. <laughs> yeah, it's impossible. Know, yeah, this this city was designed by uh, Mexicans by Ford. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's literally Ford and Michelin and shit like that. Like there used yeah. to be streetcars and shit, and then they came in and got rid of it because they wanted people to buy tires and gas. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Can you guys think of other solutions? Because like it's no, obvious I that think you guys genocide don't want to drive. Is the <laughs> no, okay, I think you're 100 right. Those, I said Thanos style. They didn't seem like they That's suffered still that genocide. much. Sure. Okay. I'm not gonna be the person snapping. I'm just saying. Like, let's bring up the idea. <laughs> not I have the, I'm just the idea, man. Yeah. yeah. I'm just the ideas guy. I, I mean, saw. Just like, I think it was a tweet. That, um, you know, we're all over Thanos jokes at this point, but there was this take that was like, you know, 50% of all life includes like your gut biome. So everybody who survived the snap spent like the next two years absolutely sandblasting their walls with diarrhea. (laughs) (laughs) Damn, dude. It's like, wow. That's (laughs) right. See, now you're thinking about it. I think think Sasan's take is my favorite take. Uh, oh, Sasan Kasaravi, if you're listening to this, is oh. like we'll we'll send it to him. He's the, the guy I told you about the yeah. the Castaway the musical guy. The plot. Oh, of that, that guy. Yeah. The plot of the movie makes no sense because like if you have a glove that can like make half people disappear because you're worried about running out of food, just why don't you double just the food. double food? Yeah. Yeah. Like, right, we got to double the resources. I literally took a star off of that movie in my rating <laughs> just because I didn't think about that before. There are superheroes that exist in that universe, and that wasn't their first solution. Huh? No, they literally yeah. have Smart Hulk, and he didn't even think about doing that. Yeah, no. 
Smart Hulk. Uh, yeah. So the point of that is search <laughs> Castaway the Musical on YouTube. Yeah. Yes, that's the takeaway from this. Which yeah. is insane. So you guys have a friend that, and I remember when that came out, it it entered the ether of my of my social media. Really? Yeah. And wow, I remember seeing it on like someone's story, if, if IG stories were even a thing around the time that I saw it, or just yeah, saw yeah, it yeah. somewhere. And yeah. I was like, this is the silliest thing that I've ever seen. So our friend Sasan Kasravi, who is a speech and debate coach at Diablo Valley College, and wow. it's been you know a friend of ours since middle school, uh, decided to, you got to have him on to tell the whole story. But basically, uh-huh. he ended up, because of a bit, because of a bit, isn't that how it's a bit? Writing and recording a one-man musical adaptation of the Tom Hanks film Castaway, based off of his memory of it from seeing it ten years prior. Oh, oh so yeah. he didn't do any more research? <sighs> Not at all. <laughs> Get this man a job in Hollywood. It's beautiful. He also just uh, recently released his first black metal EP, oh, which yeah. is Antim- nice. Antinomy? Uh, Antimony, I think. Antimony. Yeah, go on Spotify right now and look up Antimony. A-N-T-I-M-O-N-Y. Slaps. It nice slaps. plugs. What an interesting man to already Antimony. hear you, you have an interesting voice. Thank it's you. Like, <laughs> I was going to go into this. I was about to talk I was about to talk about Castaway more, but you I don't want to like... You watch too much Freak as I've grown up. Yeah. As and, we were setting up... Now that I have grown up and I've discovered that it's on HBO, it hasn't helped. <laughs> <laughs> as we were taking two hours to set up here, right? All we could hear is our panting and like the droplets of sweat hitting the floor. I heard that too. You know? Uh, a very human sounding cat. Yes. Uh, you guys do That's have steady. cats yeah. here that just speak. <laughs> Exactly that's exactly, that's yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly what I heard. The yeah. cat's in the studio. Yeah. Um, but other than that, all I could hear is just you speaking like, you know, in your, in your like uh, lower voice that you that you kind of have. Dulcet baritone. Nice. Yeah. Thank you. You got it. The and musician. Then, out of nowhere, you're just like doing impressions outside on the couch, I'm assuming, of the reality sh- people in the reality oh, show yeah. that you're watching. So this is, uh, this is something that Randy Feltface brings up, is that the reason that we watch reality shows about people whose lives have gone completely out of control is because it makes us feel better about ourselves. Yeah. And so in the spirit of that, in the bit, uh, I watch shows like people getting married for this reason, getting people, people, people getting, getting married, married at, first sight. at first sight, people getting married after 90 days, people meeting these people, people getting into arranged marriages, Mormons, whatever. I love the descriptions of these shows that everyone knows you're talking about without saying the title. Oh, yeah. Well, because yeah, yeah. the, the description <laughs> a, is the title. It's a booming market. <laughs> Uh, it's almost too booming, honestly. Just add a, yeah. add a gimmick to marriage, and you've just got a serious. Isn't it, uh... marriage already a gimmick? Hey, <laughs> hey. Christian, that's not for you. You're okay, yeah, I'm engaged now. All right, so everybody needs a first ex-wife. That's oh yeah, you blame all your problems on her. And uh, yeah, so you do impressions of these people, and it makes you feel better about yourself. Reality TV is therapeutic, man. Oh yeah, once they figure that out. Like Who the, needs writers anyway? Right? <laughs> Fuck those what guys. Put these people in a room, force them to marry each other when they're not right for each other, mm-hmm. watch the drama unveil, oh, yeah. and feel better about your actual life. Powder mm-hmm. keg, it's great. But you're right, the titles for these shows are just like so literal. Very on the nose. On the nose, yeah. yeah. I mean, and it's similar with, you'll be surprised about like some anime titles, how literal those are. There's, a, I think I might get this wrong, but Hulu keeps trying to shove in my face this specific anime called How to Pick Up a Girl in a Dungeon. Oh, yeah. And that is like <laughs> already this? too long of a title. Uh, you know the title of it, right? You, yeah. You've heard, yeah. heard about Hulu, it. Hulu's, uh, I don't know if it's proprietary to Hulu, but the Hulu anime selection is actually kind of interesting because they're trying to compete 
with the actual proprietary anime that Netflix is producing, mm-hmm. which hmm. in my opinion is mostly trash. But um, there's this great one on Hulu you should watch called Jobless Reincarnation. Okay. <laughs> Wait up. Let me try to break this down in my head. Why? Jobless, like, I thought we were all just going to get really what quiet for a couple minutes and just watch you think. <laughs> wait, wait, break it down <laughs> Give for me, me, please. five to seven minutes. <laughs> I need to think about that title. Okay, I mean, are you serious? Yeah. No, 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 talk all to right, me about so... the... <laughs> I'm good, I'm good. We'll give you that time if you yeah, need. No, I'm good to know what's a bit. <laughs> in the isekai, like, spirit of guy gets reincarnated in an MMO, uh-huh. a high fantasy one, that, that. Uh, it's a new one, and what this guy does is he is a uh, agoraphobe. Okay. He won't leave his room. And then one day he does leave his room and he gets hit by a car and dies. And he <laughs> reincarnates. He was jobless, okay? But then he reincarnates his uh, baby being born in a high fantasy setting. But he's still got the mind of a 30-year-old. Wow, that sounds awesome. But he's a baby in a high fantasy setting. And it is not a PG anime. I don't actually wouldn't really assume. Yeah, maybe it's PG-13, maybe it's R. But it's this uh, jobless reincarnation. It's on Hulu. And if you're looking for a high fantasy, like, real shit uh, anime, that's that's my recommendation right now. Is that's the last one I watched by myself. Really. One season? Just one season? Uh, yeah, I think it's one season. Because right animes do this thing where it's just like, okay, here's 24 episodes and one season only and you're never going to see it again. Yeah. Or you could just go like One Piece style and just have a thousand episodes. Yeah, I have a, a rule There's, against... Now you have a commandment. I, yeah, so I have a oh, com- I have Hold ten. On. I have ten commandments, <laughs> which are commandments for anime, and one of them, if not the first, is like if it's more than two seasons, uh-huh. you're it's not worth it. It's <clears> not really <throat> any anime more than two. So seasons. there is an exception for Brotherhood. Brotherhood's really good. That's my favorite anime of all time. Yeah, Brotherhood's a good time. Yeah, but honestly, like it's not like the anime gets better. With no, nine. that's I true. Don't know. David's ten commandments. Oh, here we go. Oh, One of these it. may have been swapped out. There's also there's this. There's also the levels of drunk that you could be. There's another ten. I have my own. Let's break all of these down. I have my own note. Yeah, dog. Damn. Okay. <laughs> it's about to be a book. All right. Uh, David's ten commandments. Number one, and feel free to justify as we go. Uh, all right, fair enough. Subs. Okay. So like subtitle. Yeah. Sub over yeah. dub all day. Yeah. All day. Self-explanatory. Number two, no live action adaptations. Happens quite often, man. I think this was inspired by us trying to watch the Cowboy Bebop adaptation that came out oh, recently. Oh, man, I wanted it to be so good, so bad. He had no hope, and he was right. I have no hope in a lot of things. <laughs> uh, number three, no sh- <laughs> no shows more than two seasons unless it's Brotherhood. Yeah. Okay, wow. Number four, no CG main characters, computer-generated main characters, unless it's Goblin Slayer. <laughs> a lot of exceptions okay number no, five literally just one yeah everything i don't like is trash yeah that's a good one Ooh, wow that's great. a command it's a, great rule. <laughs> it's a solid one i trust your judgment number six i don't have to watch something to dislike it okay yeah you're yeah. right if you dislike it you don't okay yeah. number seven no watching through a series more than once a year because mm. there's this habit there's that a... that at least i know that i've gotten into of really wanting to indoctrinate somebody Mm-hmm. that hasn't seen something but at a certain point if you're just like pulling the ripcord every time you meet a new face like it's just it loses meaning i don't know how do you feel about that i think you got it oh there we go. <laughs> I, I think you captured the letter and the intent of the law yeah very well wow, fantastic <laughs> i've been rehearsing this <laughs> eight <laughs> 
No asking for explanations if you jump on in the middle. Shit is too hard to explain. Yeah. <laughs> Number nine. Do not buy merch. If you buy merch, you must keep it hidden in case we have company. <laughs> Unless it's Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. Wait, you don't want to wear that? Like, you don't want to literally wear your passion of anime on your sleeve? Absolutely not. <laughs> Why? Because you're wearing a plain white t-shirt right now, and that tells us nothing about you. And That's Kirkland fine. brand sweatpants. Kirk, yes. Which are uh, my favorite garment, Aww. and uh, a very good friend got me those. I don't exactly remember what the station was. It was the only Christmas present I got anybody this year. <laughs> <laughs> really? That's real. Sigourney. feel special. Uh, right. You look like an NPC. Who, me? You, like okay, the way you're so, dressed right now. <laughs> but here's just... the thing. You're, the first thing you said to me is, you know, this David's a mysterious guy. Yeah. Maybe that's what I'm going for, man. Yeah, mysterious NPC. Who not get more... is he? What's going on in that noggin of his? Thank God this video. I really don't. <laughs> I've been talking to you for almost an hour now. Okay, come. I think I've learned less about you. <laughs> in, in this I hour. have negative knowledge. I thought I knew you from the Who? few Zoom <laughs> sessions, but like now you're just that much more ambiguous. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I don't know if there will ever be a time where I will get to know you because after this, it might be another nine years. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> well, now remember, it's five. Oh, five. You're I'm not, sorry. You're not grokking that. Man. We got. We did the game. The we, Post-it note. Game. I I keep forgetting about that. At the milk lab. At the milk lab. Reminding me. Facebook. Remind me of shit with my girlfriend sometimes. Fiance. Uh, Yeah, fiance. It's hard to get adjusted to saying that. I know. I've heard. Congratulations, though, man. Thank you very much. Best wishes, man. Dated her for about as long as uh, haven't seen you. Yeah, no. No, you haven't. (laughs) (laughs) About as long. I know. I know. Because it's been five five years. years. Not nine I know, but let's stick to the bit of nine. Nine sounds more dramatic keep i like the, the bit i like the, the bit, bit of jumping on christian when he doesn't know keep the difference the between nine years and five years <laughs> i like calling someone dumb it makes me happy well i like uh, it when he's wrong well christian you're very welcome thank you uh thank you for um blessing me with your presence that is very i would say you're you're like a rare pokemon you're like okay. a, wow. a rare like a let's say like a, a shiny magic carp is what I'd call you. I wow. mean, buy me dinner first. I mean, Jesus, <laughs> yes. <laughs> we we did. I'm, I want to say just real quick, you're doing a great job. We had a conversation last night where I told Christian he compliments our guests the same compliment over and over again, and you oh. have yet to do it, mm-hmm. and you're doing a great job because all the compliments you've been giving today. First time I've ever heard well, of yeah, their great looking guests. Yeah. And so he was just okay. like, well, Christian, well, well, Christian, Christian, so always like, let that be a really lesson good. to all you other guests, you fucking uggos. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want you ugly muggles up on this podcast. I, I mean, I've always had a no uggos rule. You know uh, yeah. that. That's that's true. That's why I spent expensive. Uh, I bought expensive lenses for these cameras because yeah. oh, I'm trying to make I'm, us look better. I don't want to see an ugly person in high detail. No, no I'm no, kidding. No. Everyone's beautiful. Um, but <laughs> it's easy to obviously compliment. Uh, you guys, I mean, Travis hugged me, called me a bag of rocks, <laughs> actually, but in a way that was good. Yeah, you, yeah, you, you made this motherfucker's weak with the bag of rocks come. Have you <laughs> hugged him? It's nah. insane. All right. He doesn't let me hug him. I it's like it. if you compressed Rami. Okay, okay. Yeah. That's that. just for us. Rami Malik. No, Rami I know. Yeah, yeah, I would love to be compressed yeah, yeah. Rami Malik. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy that's already 5'8. Kind of change your teeth a little yeah, bit. Yeah, like yeah. If Rami Malik was like 4'9. Because <laughs> I'm a 4'9. <laughs> no, I can't see your legs. <laughs> if I was a compressed Rami Malik, I would look like a bag of rocks. Yes. It's basically if your... we took the car crushing cube. Rocky Rocky Malik. <laughs> Rocky Malik. Rocky <laughs> Wrong. That's something I would love to see. Uh, all right, all right, cool, cool. Yeah, cool. Um, I don't think I've ever seen you. Don't pay many compliments. 
Who, me? Whoa! Yeah, like he nah, doesn't. I don't. Uh, no. Uh, no. Nothing's Sorry. worth it, huh? Nothing's good enough to merit a compliment? or. Uh, yeah, I mean, um, I like you. I like you. <laughs> Who are you talking to? <laughs> what do you like about him? Uh, what do I like about? Yeah, what do you like? What do you oh, like? Oh man, this like? guy is. Oh, you're blushing. So uh, yeah, no, I mean, I gotta, I gotta do what. It's such a long list. I mean, this guy. <laughs> yeah, what's, got, what's number one? He's got the gumption to drive gumption all yeah. the way down here to SoCal, mm-hmm. and oh. then all the way from Studio City to LAX. You're complimenting the necessary actions that had to be made. Well, to now do here's the thing: whether or not they're necessary isn't what I'm complimenting. But and also, interior... he didn't do either of those things. I drove. He drove. I. <laughs> So what we like about you, Alex? Yes. Alex, <laughs> I had the gumption to drive down here from Studio City and from the Bay. Well, this, well, it, Alex, what did Christian do to to help you do this? I oh, mean, he finances my entire life for about the last five years. He's financed everything in my life. I, I, I'm almost his pimp. I really appreciate you financing Alex, uh, Christian. That is a really excellent thing to do. I don't think your body language no. for pennies shows, a day he can take care of me shows hey, the up. amount of difficulty. <laughs> It's physically hurting you, isn't it? I mean, you're you're. It looks like you're staring into the sun when you look at me. Because well, I remember you don't so often. I don't have my contact lenses. So it's just a... figuring out where to gesture. Is yeah, a no, I mean, I, I got it. I got it pretty much down. But I mean, it's a, it's. A, I think you're doing really good work, and I think that um... there we go. Oh, there we go. We oh, did it. You. you got it. Wow. There you go. You That's actually it. a good compliment. All right, cool. You did it. We got yeah. that. See, so so you're wrong. I mean, you I, I am able. Now you tell me, you drove all the way to LAX, didn't get on an airplane to get this guy to pay you a compliment. <laughs> Fix your priorities. I know, priority, dude. Honestly, a compliment for you from you is very rare. I mean, because our interactions prior <laughs> to this have only been like uh, through Zoom and very. Oh, that's right. Yeah, very. You have like, and you zoom in with like 180p quality. <laughs> uh, Smears yeah. the camera with Vaseline just yeah. to. And so this is the most. Uh, cool How did you know that? <laughs> I do the same. Uh, okay, okay. A fellow, a fellow vast zoomer, of course. I love Vaseline. Oh, yeah. You're just an interesting amalgamation of like different things that I've never seen in another human. Well, mm. I really appreciate you trying to take the time to unlock it for yourself. I feel like I get a lot. Oh of yeah, that. this isn't for anybody but Christian. Like, yeah, no, this is where all. Where do rooms. I put David in my? Yeah, I mean, like when I'm going to write the description for this episode, I'm thinking about like what to put like David as. You know, like. <laughs> Yeah, Dude, put today, this emoji. Because like I'll be able to like I know I know Travis and what he does, and so sure. like I I'll, I'll be able to say like a uh, improviser, uh, uh, pod, podcast producer, and like uh, like four time Academy musician, Award winner, you know all yeah. that stuff. But then like and David Mitchmerheim, call for Dunkirk. <laughs> I'm just trying to. Uh, trying may to may I help? Uh, maybe I, maybe I can be some of assistance here. I can, sure. Let me let me pitch David. All right. Ooh, I love this. Yeah, Ooh, this is a cool game. David Mitchmerheisen, eight foot eleven. <laughs> you are a tall motherfucker. Shit. Pride of Walnut Creek, California. <laughs> Awani Court. Don't tell them my mama's address. <laughs> Three two eight. Yeah, Let's drive. Pride of Walnut Creek, California. Indian Valley Elementary School. One of the funniest. Wow. Oh. Look mm. at the pregnant pause prior was nice. Most thoughtful. Okay. Deceptively caring. Mm, that's a good way to put it. And Are you being fed by this? <laughs> He's loving it. Creatively deep individuals I've ever had the pleasure of meeting. There oh, you go. Wow. Thanks, buddy. Oh, no problem. That was no beautiful. Problem. You guys do have an interesting chemistry. I mean, because for being two pretty different individuals, like the way you guys do banter with each other seems like 
it's fun. It's fun. That's why. That's why we moved down. Look, I asked this guy. He was he was in Japan. Mm -hmm. He was teaching English. He was not here. Mm -hmm. And I mean, neither was I. I was in the Bay Area. But I said, "Hey, you want to move to L.A.?" And he just goes, "Yeah." You know? Wow. It was that impulsive. It, I mean, to an extent, we talked. We'd been writing some sketch ideas back and forth, figuring oh, yeah, out. We were both, that. I think, in the stage of like, "All right, what are we gonna do?" Do, and we, you know, he takes this huge leap of faith because, like, I knew. I mean, you knew. Esther as well yeah the theater yeah, and yeah, so yeah, yeah. but like actually i've never asked what was that thought process for you like when i was like want to move to la or had you already been considering it like can you take me to that moment uh I don't know this. you know my contract was up in japan yeah and mm -hmm. like i don't know it made sense it's just nice. like yeah i'm gonna move somewhere else you know i kind of gotten what i wanted where i was at and so i was like all right Next thing, yeah, load it up, and uh, yeah, wow, seemed correct, seemed correct. Yeah. I like to think that it has been too, so yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It's hard to like, I haven't moved since, <laughs> and and like, like, we we both moved into the same garage, yeah, so yeah, it had mm. to have it, it's been we had a crash in a garage that uh, well, there was the first garage, and then there's this like other garage we had to crash in where I was like sleeping on a couch. And we had to share it with like a 1960s Chevy Bel Air <laughs> that took up like most of the garage. Oh, <laughs> my fucking and God. if I understand right, those cars don't do dishes and help at all with the maintenance around no, the house. No, they just are stuff. big. Yeah, yeah, they're just yeah. big. They and just like, exist in that garage. Yeah, so that was like a period of time. No, and it's just like, you know, if I'm to be real about it, the I, I would have come down regardless. But yeah. having somebody there who was not only down for whatever, but just actively contributing to like the idea of what is LA going to be? What are the goals? Sure. Yeah. You know, cause I had all these, I was dragging them here and then we're going to go to Hollywood for the show. We're going to see that stuff. Da -da 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 -da. And the first time that we had a kernel of an idea for something like substantial as a product, yeah. uh, he did all the work. It was great. Oh, wow. Uh, we, well, there's still a lot of work to be done <laughs> yeah, we're, as we're, far as that's concerned. But, we, yeah. the third day we drove here, uh, or the third day, sorry, we lived here. We were going to that, um, improv class that we talked yeah. about we oh, signed yeah. we both signed up for the same ucb 101 class and it was an intensive so it took place over two weeks mm -hmm. um whereas usually the course is like eight weeks once a week and the third day we're like we live so goddamn far away yeah and we're like, we got to find something else to do our time with and um between the two of us we came we came up with an idea for an animated show that then like was the defining characteristic of the next like two years of our life mm -hmm. and like i cannot you know really uh, express the gratitude for how much of the heavy lifting this guy did and developing and like and like uh writing this world and show for a thing and like you can say it's a creative exercise we're also learning how to be in la at the time a lot mm -hmm. of this was like this really cool experience of like having almost a second college that existed mm -hmm. you know sure. in the context of the entertainment industry and just through sheer luck you know him finding the time to develop these ideas and me working in a few spots where I ended up meeting like a couple of people that led to a couple of people that led to a couple mm -hmm. of people. Yeah. Got to the point where like within a year and a half, and yeah, I'm going to brag about this, within like, I don't know, by the end of our second year there, we had like a legit development meeting at like a small studio somewhere in Burbank. Fuck yeah. And yeah, just the unmitigated success, the feeling that doors would never stop flying open. Mm -hmm. Now granted, the world shut down and everything got shitty, but like... Um, doors shut pretty hard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's... it's uh, you know, if nothing were to ever happen ever from this point on, I'm like, damn, that was still a, a rousing success just on a personal level, large in part, yeah, uh, to me, thanks to thanks to this guy. 
Well, I mean, something it's I'm the sort of person like when I have a creative idea, like it, it'll just have to go through different mediums until it finally gets made. Even yeah. if it like is just like, uh, like a manga or something like it's not going to just like sit cerebrally forever. Like it's going to rear its ugly head at some point, you know, mm-hmm. which has been a huge lesson for me and just patience. Cause it's, you know, I think as, as improvisers, when we have an idea, we want it to happen. Absolutely. Like yeah. literally. And, um, that's been the, the fun part about, this is something that I feel about kind of improv in general. Cause I think around the time we moved here, even outside of what was to come with COVID, we were on like the, the edge of a bubble. You know, I think over the past decade, through largely the success of the first or second wave of improvisers to come through UCB, Groundling, stuff like that, and like the advent of like largely improvised single cam comedies like Parks and Rec, The Office to an extent, even Community, like all these uh, actors had made it big and their background was heavy in improv. So Mm -hmm. every casting director, every agent was like, you got to take improv classes. You got to go here. You got to go there. You got to get this on your resume. Also, the writers are on strike. So, I mean, (laughs) yeah, we can fly. (laughs) If we could fly with a three-page screenplay that would be really good <laughs> just fill it up with improv, trying, yeah. I'm to just just write down something on a napkin and we'll we'll make the episode yeah. and it led to you hear these wild success stories of like you know you have these rooms like key and peel or brooklyn 99 where it's ucb people top down and like yeah. the artistic director is like the head writer of that room and it's just all these house team people and it creates this like mount olympus like sort of uh structure that has a path that you can see how you get there mm-hmm. Um, however, you know, everything has its natural end and there was a burst of the improv bubble even before COVID started when all of a sudden everybody, particularly speaking at the Upright Citizens Brigade, recognized that having four actors run a company is like not a super sick idea in terms of long-term financial stability. Mm -hmm. And the whole thing went completely tits up and then the world shut down and then it really went bad. Yeah. And... It was a massive education to me. And not that I feel lied to, not that I feel like had. I'm really happy that I spent the time there that I did. I ended up doing the work-study program at UCB for like a year mm. and just, you know, hustling from my job in Marina Del Rey to there every Friday to like tech for pretty okay to sometimes good to often bad sketch and improv shows. <laughs> but this feeling that like, oh, this was never it. And like, duh, it's improv. Sure, but yeah, sure. there was, I think, this idea that it was this never dry vein mm-hmm. of uh potential success but what i took away was it's not in and of itself viable as a product and there's something completely different between like an art form and a product and like a job and a, and a passion whatever but it's like oh yeah of course you can't build a like financial infrastructure around an art form in which the content inherently is intangible. It does not exist. As soon as an improv show ends, that's the last anyone hears about it, unless someone writes it as a sketch. And like, I think there was this, not like a rude awakening, but at least it seemed to me, it just kind of the bottom fell out. And it's like, oh yeah, this was never, this was never the means to the end. It's just a skill you develop. And then you still have to do the work to, it wasn't as much of like a uh, track Mm -hmm. or it was until it wasn't. And then, you know, just like roar, it falls apart. They have to build something else. <laughs> now it's a joker or something. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. Improv, that's incredible. Improv is not a lie, but it's not real. Yeah. Oh, that's definitely. And I think what it what it did instill for a lot of us was hope. I mean, when you first, when you guys yeah. came here, right? Like yeah. that was something to do that you guys loved. 
And it's still improv can still bring you places here that the Bay Area could never bring to you. Absolutely. Just it's, yeah, it's a required skill on your resume now. So if if you yeah. have like if your listeners are actor types or like people who want to get in the industry, it's actually very serious that if you like try to get an agent, you have to have improv chops demonstrated on your resume somewhere. Yeah. Right? Especially if you're looking to get into comedy. It used to be with that's like the pipeline though, is like the idea with UCB is if you participated in the hierarchy enough like you would meet the right people sure. that you need yeah. to meet, right? Like yeah. Broad City and whatever. Yeah, it's just, literally. Uh, and so, like, one wonders what will happen now if yeah. we don't have a UCB feeding thing. It's just all going to be Second City people. It's like this True. fallout New Vegas feel of all of a sudden throughout Los Angeles as the world sort of reopens again and the, the mammals crawl out from the caves they hid when the meteor hit. Mm-hmm. Like, you have these... Um, <laughs> You know, former artistic directors, instructors, and house team members doing bar improv again. Man. And it's like weird. That's weird. And all these instructors have started their own Zoom schools or disparate workshops yeah. around the city. And it really does kind of feel like an AD. Um, we'll see because everything's just coming back. But like UCB is the infrastructure was just sold to, which is really unfortunate. They tried very hard to, um, I say they, but a group of, you know, long-term improvisers there tried really hard to become a nonprofit and address a lot of the systemic like racism and sexism and just general like gatekeeping that had been rampant throughout the improv community for decades. And they got really close. And then not at the last minute, but eventually after it all kind of, you know, fizzled out, uh, UCB gets sold to the investment arm of, I think what eventually ends up being like the company that owns the Los Angeles Dodgers. Like there's some, there's some investment arm that bought the theater and plans to, make it an inclusive space but it's like this idea that like oh yeah you cannot it's inspiring because at the end of the day it is about the people and about what you're doing you can't look to the infrastructure and the pipeline to be the current which whisks you towards your idea of success Mm -hmm. you know you have to uh make that for yourself yeah by making stuff shit yeah. I, I think in a time right now, though, it is make it yourself, though. I think we have that opportunity with so many things, uh, with having technology and software yeah. and things like that. Are yeah, so you guys are doing it. Trying, We're dude. trying to. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and I've spoken about this before. I mean, we're so used to, you know, being improvisers and having done live shows. You get that immediate gratification of a roar of laughter after you say it, right? Yeah. And especially with something that is so immediate and on the spot like improv, we are conditioned as... Uh, our ego gets fed with that instant gratification. Here, this is a delayed, very delayed response, <laughs> right? I have to go through and edit this in post and I put it out and then like people, now it's just like, hey, great episode. Really loved David Mishmer, Heisen and Travis, man. Very interesting people. But like, and then I'll be like, fuck, okay, that's a great, uh, that's a great response. And it's it's just harder work for that same dopamine rush that we all got addicted to as kids that performed, right? Yeah, And I miss live improv so much and talking to you guys about it and what it was to us and what it is down here and learning about what it was down here brings that feeling back. And um, I just wish we could all do it again. And Well, buddy, I'm going to grant your wish right now. Okay. Uh, we're gonna What's, do an improv scene. Alex has got Whoa, something going on. Yeah, Alex, let's do let's do an improv scene, buddy. That'll bring your dreams come true. All Alex right. has got Alex has got a plan. I, I, I'm I am a man with an idea, and that's about all I ever have. All right, all it was right. right there. If it wasn't for Christian, I would never succeed. Oh damn! Wow. Damn. Now that you. is a, 
that that was a good pitch. Why didn't my pitch be like that? <laughs> I'm sorry. I know. Straight to the point. It was like I a choke on my yerba. That was so good. <laughs> yeah, you'll choke got, on something. Got that uh, yerba throat. Anyways, <clears throat> uh, you get, you want to do a thing, Bobby, or you want to? No, let's just get into it. So, um, you All guys right. have any questions before we jump in? It's just what's in free fucking. I was just gonna say, do you want us to tell you more? <laughs> All right, so. Okay, hang on. Let me wipe my face here. Okay, are we doing suggestions? What do we, we got? We got Not a, even a suggestion, dude. Straight. Just go, just go cold we'll open just... straight into it. No rules. It doesn't have to go on super long. It does, or it could be, if we're having the time of our lives, we'll just stretch it. All right, all right. In a whole play. It'll be its, uh, its own episode. <laughs> Honestly. Right, I'm feeling can Not a bad idea. <laughs> all right. Um, uh, ladies and gentlemen, highly irrelevant. We'll add like fake clapping sounds and stuff. Do that in post. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Wow. Just so, you can so, do that. Yeah, dun, 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 I gotta get dun, that dopamine. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Literally took us two years to figure it. Out. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we didn't have highly relevant in the beginning. Um, um, okay, here we go, guys. Hey, I guess I'm starting the meeting. Yeah, now. you are. Yeah. Uh, well, welcome to the first inaugural meeting of the Fat Boys Club. Yeah. All right. uh, it's the P H A T P for Paul, H for Hamad. A for Ansel and T for Tyrone. Yeah, I'm so happy that we went with the NSYNC route and just took a letter from all of our names and just made it into the group name. Oh my God. Wait, is that how NSYNC got their name? Yeah, that is. Who's started Nick? with a Y? Yeah. Um, not started with a Y, but I think the N from NSYNC was the last <laughs> letter from Justin. As but in there's Justin a Y, y in NSYNC. Well, let's Hold break on. it down. Okay, so there's we'll get JC to the itinerary of the Fat Boys Club <laughs> yeah, okay. in a bit. You know, like but we have to break down the NSYNC. This thing's very important. And what about the asterisk? Whose en- name ends in an asterisk? Ah, uh, that was that's there. That's just name decor. It was um. Lance your Bass. story is full of holes. Well, this guys, guys, Ansel, are you pulling this out of your ass? No, uh, this is something that are I read online. Are you pulling this out of your asterisk? Hey. You know I'm a huge NSYNC fan. I know that you are. If I hear one more idea out of Ansel's ass, I swear to God, I'm walking. Put your pants meeting. on, Ansel. This is the first inaugural meeting. Why are we already making this? Why don't we do the meeting then? But we'll, we'll hang on. I'm sorry. You're right. We'll come back to the end oh, cool. thing because okay. this is very important. I'm all, I'm pretty riled up now. Okay. <sighs> Number one on the agenda. What do we have here? What about the Backstreet Boys? That wasn't a name. No. Initialism. There were no. There. No. There no. Were and all those guys from are from like uptown. You would have need like thirteen guys to be the Backstreet Boys. B A C K K S T two E's R E E T space B O Y fifteen. Fifteen. How many were there? The marching band. That's a straight up marching band, right? Guys, I didn't mean to derail the meeting, but it seems like we're very passionate about how these boy bands got their names. Well, number one well, on the get... agenda was open discussion. So, oh, yeah, no. what was number two? Uh, closed discussion. Uh... But now that we're on the topic, actually, Backstreet Boys, how did they get their name, and what does a Backstreet mean? I always assumed that boys to men had started very young, <laughs> and they. I actually <laughs> believed that. Too. Is boys to men not a movie about puberty? Hmm. No, that's bad boys too. Uh, bad boys too. Uh, oh, yes, 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 yes. Or yes. was it Boys in the Hood? Oh no. No, Boys in the Hood is a movie about circumcision. Oh. Um, Excuse me. <laughs> hard, wait, wait. Nice. Let's break. Let's break that down <laughs> real quick. I don't know what kind of blockbuster you grew up with, but Cockbuster. Didn't everybody go to Cockbuster? I went to Cockbuster. Yeah. No, no, yeah. They kick you in the balls as soon as you go in, though. Guys, let's get back. Let's get back to the to things the that itinerary. are important. Yeah, yeah. And sync. Yes. First member of NSYNC. Anybody want to give a guess? Justin Timberlake. Incorrect. Nick Lachey. Incorrect. Darn. Also, Nick Lachey was not in NSYNC. Nick Lachey was in 98 Degrees. Show uh, Joey Fatone. Uh, 
Joey Fatone was the second member. The first member was actually Lance Chris Kirkpatrick. Lance Bass was the last member. Oh. Who is Chris Kirkpatrick? Chris Kirkpatrick. He's the one that everybody forgets was on the team. I, well, certainly, I certainly forgot about that. He's Not the one who, who had man. like the dreads and the cool facial hair. He Who's... did the he did the voice for Chip Skylark in Fairly Odd Parents. That was... Oh, dude. That yeah. was Chip? That, yeah, it's Chip Skylark. I thought that was Lance. No, 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 no. Chris Kirkpatrick, um, his number one recording song is My Shiny Teeth and Me. Dude, Timmy Turner's dad was even into that guy. <laughs> yeah. Jesus, yeah. what a heartthrob. Guy cleaned up. Oh, man. Just Chris Kirkpatrick, my Real favorite. Real quick, though, what determines to become the first member of the boy band? Aren't Doesn't the boy band just form and everyone is all initiated uh, at, I, at once? I, you I actually, a... I, I know where you're going with this, man. I know where you're going with this. What instrument do you play? Um, <laughs> Are we going to start a band, guys? I'm on accordion. Okay, I'm going to be playing... I, well, the marimba is my go-to. Marimba? Okay, so a we're going to start a dance? That's, that's, that's the... the you're just going to dance? Merengue. That's the merengue. Mer no, merengue is a type of pie. That's just the... Mm, no, that's oh, meringue. Um, that's meringue. Oh, God damn it. I, I think it's interesting that we're going to start a boy band with our lead instruments so far being the accordion and the marimba. Oh, I play a mean squeeze box. And I hit the marimba. I hit... I, I play a mean you marimba? marimba? I don't marimba? even know what a marimba. You do. It a is. Marimba it's is like a xylophone. It's like a gigantic xylophone. It's like there a xylophone got too big. Yeah. And you oh. hold uh, four... four Mallets. <laughs> yeah. That's I, what I play. I never understood how that worked, legitimately, how they were able to do that. So I can easy. show you, actually. I was in drumline for a little bit, and I did not play well. So we cannot have two marimba players. Okay? <laughs> Why not? It's ridiculous. It's never worked. <laughs> You're going to... But yeah. I have been to some marimba jazz shows? clubs where there's dueling pianos, and they say... You can't have two pianos, but that's one hell of a show. Who well, say, who goes around saying that you can't have two pianos? Ice? <laughs> what? Some people say it. The piano police. No, the the piano police tell us all the time we can't have two pianos. God damn it. All right. Now it's time for closed discussion. Silence all right. Fair enough. Um, we're going to get to the, the number one thing. We are out of money. Oh. Well, we never oh. came into this. This is the first inaugural meeting, so we just we're just we coming spent, with what's in we our spent the we're, off, on the we're off to a bad start. Yeah, yeah we yeah, really yeah. shouldn't have rented this four room. Apartment. I have a question: yes. What is the goal of this club? I really joined because I have difficulty making friends, and obviously, the first thing I said out of my mouth created an altercation with uh, what's your name again? Hamad. Hamad. <laughs> wow. Thank you. Uh, Thanks, Ansel. Uh, any more you want to add to that? No, I just wanted to express my feelings, and I think I feel the tension in this Guys, I conference room. Kick Ansel out of the group. I'm still in. The we room. need a vowel, though. <laughs> yeah, or else it'd just be the PHT boys, which sounds like a a disease. A, yes, it sounds like a disease or a ghetto fabulous rap group. All right. Well, number four is what are we with an accordion? <laughs> you really want to get this accordion? I mean, you could play accordion. The accordion wanted me, okay? You don't pick the accordion life. The accordion life picks you. He mm -hmm. understands. Cut to when uh, Hamad was a squeezer. <laughs> uh, first played the accordion. My old man was a squeezer. My granddad was a squeezer. And if I'm going to get this trained monkey on my side, I'm going to have to damn well become a squeezer, too. <laughs> God damn it, Charlie! <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> All right. Son, are you practicing your accordion in there? You're goddamn right, son, sir. <laughs> sir, I'm going to make you proud. I... You're going to have to log in those hours, hon. Yeah, yeah, mom. I, uh... so you're going to be squeezers like us. Yes, yes, mom. I'm going to become a squeezer like the like the best user. Just, it's just difficult for me because I am it's... so weak. Hamad, it's in your name. Hamad Squeezy Mc... 
Squeezyton. Oh my god. Cut back to the conference room. Yeah, I mean, that was a crazy story you just told us, Ahmad. I felt like I was there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I have been gifted a. I've been told I'm a gifted storyteller. What happened I, to the monkey? I've been told that I should actually suicide by cop. Get into storytelling instead of accordion playing, but you know, yeah, Charlie went ahead and just you know he was waving a banana around and a cop. <laughs> Blew his little monkey brains out. Blew his fucking little... It was like Indiana Jones, just little soup dumplings lodged into soup that. Soup dumplings. Yeah. Soup dumplings. Huh. Maude, are you that okay? That sounds traumatic. Oh, it's traumatic and delicious. <laughs> Patrick? Patrick? Patrick. Paul. Paul. Paul? God, you're so Paul. bad at being in this group. I, I, at least I know everybody's name. Hey, I'm trying. You have it on the docket. It's, it's the first meeting. Right, it's right, the right, first right, meeting. Right, Let's right, cut right, me right. some slack, please. Ansel, what's my name? Um, You're talking a lot for someone that don't know anything. <laughs> I'm trying Isn't to make that what friends most right now. Do? Talk wow. a lot when you don't know anything. Right, I'm being confrontational. It's, yeah, not, it's not yeah. fair. It's not so fair. what is the goal of this to now create a boy band? Charlie was confrontational. I think it's going to turn into... <laughs> hey, can you stop crying over there? No. Cut to uh, Charlie and uh, uh, Hamad. Whoa. Not that scene, no. About uh, their chemistry together as straight performers. <laughs> Hold still, hold still. Here's here, here. Put this needle. Just tip the needle. It's just a needle. It's nothing to be afraid of. It's just a needle. It's nothing to be afraid of. That's better. That's better. Son, is everything uh, is everything all right in there? It's fine, Dad. There's nothing going on up here. Don't come in. Okay. It's okay. Did you log in your hours? He's calming down. Oh, I'm logging in the hours. Log in your hours. I'm sorry. I told you we shouldn't have gotten him that monkey. Charlie's riding the right the, the white pony, Mom. It's okay. It's, it's just we're just taking some hours on the white pony. You guys don't need to come in here. Cut, cut back to the boardroom. Cut back to the boardroom. Um, yeah. I mean, no one really asked for uh uh for you to t- keep talking about Charlie, your monkey. But I guess that's no one's really pointing at that out. Sometimes I think I've still got the monkey on my back. Save it for group. Uh, this is group. <laughs> All right, but this you know is what? the group. I'm in the group. <laughs> the fat group. The right, fat yeah. club. Oh, okay. No, no, fat Boys Club. Fat oh, Boys Club. Excuse yeah. me. Fat Boys Club. I can't even. I'm gonna. So yeah, what? I, I am curious though. What is the aim? What is our? Are we trying to do a band? I thought it a... was a therapy thing, and it's not a. Bo- I can't play the accordion. I can't talk about Charlie. <laughs> I've got nothing. We I didn't just... realize Charlie was gonna put you down this deep like spiral of depression right now. Though we thought you were gonna have fun with it. I just got triggered. So I'm sorry. I Ooh. thought I was just gonna make friends, and it doesn't seem like it's happening here. Ansel, I thought we said you're not allowed to talk anymore. No, I didn't attitude. understand that that was an actual rule. You are in free speech jail. Have oh, you ever? What? Dan- whoa, 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 whoa! What's free speech jail? Uh, he he. Does doesn't have free speech now. I don't know if that's Bro, your decision you, in this yeah. room. To... He's talking again. Stop it. It's my it's my constitutional right for me to be able to speak. Speech. Well, the right's only guaranteed by the signing of a convention. So if uh, if 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 we have a charter for this club that negates the first amendment. That's too much work, and I don't. That will now become what the I'm actual. Not char- I'm not in charge of the group. That's... I'm just pointing at the facts. I didn't bring any paperwork for that kind of stuff. The paperwork I have all has to do with your sexual history. Look, this if you want, all... if you want to legitimize Ooh, free speech, jail. Fun. Yeah, no. Cut sweet. to Ansel's life at home. Um, immediately after this meeting. Hey man, how was work? I mean, it was. I went to. It was like a, something that I, was, I was trying to make friends at this meeting, and it, <laughs> it turned out the exact opposite. That I, outcome that I wanted, it, it didn't really make any friends. I'm so that happened to you, man. So I know you've been really struggling to find friends since we moved to Wisconsin. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty difficult. Um, 
yeah, so I'm going to go back tomorrow, but they've just robbed me of my free speech inside of that room. Oh, well, it's good that it's finite, though, right? Because supposedly, but like, how am I going to make friends? Cut to the second day of that meeting. Go Packers. Yes, indeed. Go Packers. Go Go. Pack Go, I think is. Go Pack Go. Um, Welcome to the second inaugural meeting. Um, Ansel, you have anything to say? No, you fucking don't. That's right. He's finally getting it, guys. Well, no, hold on. It kind of looks like Ansel has something he wants to say. Well, you get your 30 minutes of exercise outside once a day. In any way, you can let him out of free speech jail. Just he just, gets exercise like once to, a day. Ansel, just uh, I'm scared of the dark. Huh? Well, I mean, aren't we all? So this is therapy. So yeah, I was gunning for therapy. I mean, Fuck the, the only reason this I came is, back. You know what? You call this an inaugural meeting. This is the second meeting. I thought we established the biannual. Can you lower it? Can you lower your voice. Ansel. Uh, okay. Uh, here's here's what I'd like to do. We need a, a we need a charter. Okay. Okay. And I move that the first item on the charter is that free speech jail gets rebooted every new meeting so that it doesn't carry over. That's into- a good. That's good. I, do you have anything to say, Ansel? Well, he might because if we're if we're we not, haven't signed the charter yet though. So well, let's take it to a vote, and obviously it's going to have to be a silent vote. I mean, <laughs> you know what I mean, but, um, Ansel, shut the fuck up. <laughs> This is why we need a charter. I mean, that's that in okay, so then let's go ahead and vote then. Okay, all in I favor for uh, expiration date of 24 hours on free speech jail, raise your hands. Aye. You're not in favor of that? <laughs> okay. That was really weird <laughs> for raise you, Raise your hand, Ansel. Sorry, guys. We're doing this for you, I understand. Ansel. We all felt bad about how we treated you in the last meeting. Don't so. make us regret getting rid of I'm free already sp- in therapy. My yeah. confidence level is dwelling deep down it's not it's just lower than it's ever been so i don't really know what to do just take a deep breath and that's what we're here for at the fat boys club i'm just gonna leave this group no whoa i think we're done here we could charter our our fucking name's not gonna make sense now yeah you guys could be the pht boys and i think you'll succeed without me we don't even know what we're doing yet. I still that's you had all the ideas last group think the prime and i got shut up for it See, you brought- See, that didn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. We're real quick. I want to talk about how that first half of that improv scene was just still podcasting. It was we're just, just us yeah. talking. We about had a, literally a Lost Lomas type improv scene. Right? <laughs> we we obviously had a lot more podcasts left in us yeah. than we were. We yeah. needed to exercise. We're a lot more uh, attuned to that wavelength right now than improv these days. You yeah. should stitch that onto the front of the podcast and then stitch the second half. Anyone notices? <laughs> no people would be like that was a great conversation that they had i didn't know chris kirkpatrick was the first member yeah, of yeah but then they just transitioned into like anime commandments and uh commandment commandment say that 10 times fast all right well let's wrap this thing up because it's hot as shit yeah and i still have we still have a few more you get to do this again to today in here in this room but i think With you guys Josh. should eat your burritos and we'll we'll hop back oh, in and do this right he's got a burrito i forgot oh. all about my burrito we'll wrap it up um that yeah on the on the los angeles flag the humble burrito <laughs> it it gives without without asking too much in return like mandy um so guys uh thanks for doing this thanks for letting us Anytime. use your space and setting it up for two podcast episodes absolutely and uh we'll get you what's out of the, here what's the what's this one you're about to record uh what was it josh Josh is coming over. Yeah, Josh yeah, is coming. Josh Wolf is going to come over. Yeah. We're going to talk about Last Action Hero. Oh, word. All right. Yeah. Word. Okay. So, familiar with the film? 
Uh, not for a long time, not since I was a kid. It was totally like worth shit. it. Great. Right. Totally worth a rewatch. Yeah, right. it was our first time. As watching. I tell everybody that comes here, move to Los Angeles. Oh yeah, move. He really wants to. He really does. I've always wanted to be give here. up your life. But we have long term relationships with uh, the. Uh, Two right, members other. of the female species. That's the only one I need right here. That's all you can do. You could you could take that a couple different ways. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that one. Is there anything? You guys... back. <laughs> anything you guys want to plug uh, before we get out of here? Ruts in Culver City. Oh yeah, go to Rut, go to go to Ruts Hawaiian Barbecue in Culver City. Yeah, interesting. Do that before you guys leave. No, legit. For yeah, yeah. legit. Yeah, Ruts. we'll go. We'll stop at Culver City. Well, let us know. I we, will. I will leave the house, which is huge, yeah. huge talk coming from me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They do. They do tiki drinks over here at Ruts. They do uh, like uh, zombies uh, and stuff. Or what? Really no, it's, it's a restaurant. It's Hawaiian a restaurant. Barbecue. It's not like a bar. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they'll make you. I think like a, a mimosa. I think that's as complicated yeah, yeah. as it gets. Yeah. Nice. That's my plug. Nah, that's as simple as it. Okay. Serving Sounds up good. That's my plug. All right. Well, yeah. um, we hope to do this again. We'll be making this trip more frequently than not. Fuck we'll be back next week. <laughs> okay. So if you guys are ready to record again, I'll leave the table. Yeah. All right. <laughs> what yeah. are I gonna do? Yeah. <laughs> not do a podcast. There you go. You could follow us at ICBTB Podcast. Follow me at Christian as Asthma. Follow this guy, Colin Score Me Jesus. And uh, fuck, dude, enjoy these the string of LA episodes that are going to be dropping after this, guys. I I love you guys. Well, Aww. you know, in the sense of like not having seen you in nine years, I love you. Five, I get five, five years. years. Yeah, you're doing it on purpose. <laughs> I mean, it's he's bit, learning. <laughs> All right, everyone, say bye. We're out of here. Audio. Take it easy. Goodbye. Bye. So long. Yeah.